Hello there, album enjoyers. Dearest album enjoyers, we speak to you now very briefly to quickly plug the Enjoying Album Patreon, a.k.a. Becoming an Ultra. <laughs> we are plugging Becoming an Ultra. Not the things that you get by being an Ultra, we are plugging the experience of Becoming an Ultra. If that's not the number one ex- uh, reason to become an Ultra, I don't know what is. No. It's just £5 per month. If you've ever listened to this podcast and thought, I like these fellas. I enjoy listening to their four free hours of content that they put out every month. I would like to purchase them a pint or a coffee one time. This is a way of doing that. But you get exclusive content in return. You get exclusive content in return. You get full episodes on albums such as... Uh, I mean, recently we did Grimes. Grimes, Visions, Ed Sheeran's... Devade. Yes, uh, we did Anoni and the Johnsons. Uh, we did the Pogues. <laughs> and the Pogues. Uh, we did Rum the f- Sodom in the Lash by the Pogues. The Foo Fighters. Yeah, oh, that was a sad one. Uh, we did Idols, uh, yeah. Black Country New Road. Yeah. Um, also, Ants from up here. You would have access to the Edinburgh Fringe Enjoy an Album live show. We've done a live show at Monkey Barrel Comedy Club. We fucking ripped it and shipped it. People are saying that's the People are saying episode. it's one of the best things they've ever seen in their lives, including uh, the, the Godfather. They said it was better than the Godfather. People actually did say that it was the funniest thing they'd seen at the French, and they weren't even fucking worms, never mind ultras. They were yeah. just like, that was really funny. Yeah. like They didn't even like us as people, and they went, you know, that was funny. Yeah. Which yeah. is mental. Yeah. So uh, get on that. You also get ad-free Some experience. Some of my biggest enemies have said that that's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Barack Obama himself was in the audience. <laughs> Um, Chris Rowe, that was, uh, uh, let me be clear. Let me be clear. That was a fantastic live show. Well, let me be clear. I uh, hate you. <laughs> but that's uh, funny. Zane Lowe has watched it twice. Zane Lowe, yeah, he played it on his, he played the whole <laughs> he live dropped episode. It. Yeah. He, he dropped it twice in a row. Just like Barack Obama dropped bombs on mm, let various me be clear. countries. Oh, that was a fantastic live show. Uh, so you also get episodes a day early um, and you get exclusive access Two uh, tickets for live shows when they do Add free sale. experience. You don't have to hear this shite. This shite every goddamn week. And we forget to do a new one every month. So sometimes it's three months of the same advert. Yep. Uh, this has probably gone on long enough. You understand what I'm saying. Become an ultra today. Patreon.com forward slash enjoy an album. Link in bio. Just be sound. And do it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Enjoy an Album with Liam with now and Christopher MacArthur Boyd. Your name is so long. Do you think so? Yes. It's longer than you. It's longer than most people's. Christopher yes. MacArthur Boyd. Fucking seven syllables, you cunt. What are you doing? I've got a theory. Double barreled posh freak. What? I've got a theory. Uh-huh. A, I'm not a posh freak. Mm-hmm. B. That is a theory. <laughs> Yet to be proven. Well, I didn't go to private school or anything like that. Um, I think that because I have such a long name, yep. that's why I was the champion speller in my primary school. Because I'd been spelling my name. That taught me his techniques. Right. I learned how to spell my name by going, Chris Top Her. Chris Top Her. Yeah, which I've been <laughs> said that's been, you, yeah, that's a command you get re- regularly <laughs> by uh, my wife. Chris, top her, Liam, boyfriend. bottom him. No, um, <laughs> I'm a power bottom. This, this is the second time we try to do this intro. You know, Can my I just bo- say my way bo- worse than the first attempt. <laughs> my bottom is anything but powerful. We know that it's um, powerful, but not a good power. Yeah. <laughs> it's powerful in, in an, an evil, evil way. In an evil way, like a wizard well, or so, a frog. 
Um, we're going to be counting down our top five albums this year. We did 10 through six last week on yeah. the Join Album End of Year playlist episode. Whatever That's it's right. called. And this Can we doing... just quickly run through that to catch them up? Yes. Number 10 for Liam was Sufjan Stevens with Javelin. I don't, you I, why, why don't I have your list? In front okay, of me? so I'll just quickly go through it. Uh, Liam had number 10, Sufjan Stevens with Javelin. Number nine, Black Country New Road. Number eight, uh, Black Country New Road. Live at Bush Hall. Live at Bush Hall. Number eight, Lana Del Rey with her hit album, There Is a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard. Did you know, Did you know that there's a tunnel under the fucking Boulevard? shambles? <laughs> just like, seven. Just, oh, oh my God. We've done a whole podcast of this. We don't need to list it. No, but they haven't listened to that. They've just listened to this one. Go listen to it. Go listen to last week's one. Uh, speaking of counting down lists, me and Christopher were rather excitingly put on a list ourselves recently. A list. Uh, Not a list of the most horrific sexual criminals of all time. <laughs> No, they keep overlooking us. Uh, every year the list comes out and we go, God damn it, what do we have to do? It's political. It's all politics. <laughs> it's who your PR person it's knows. It's who you know. We were put on the lists. Top 100 hottest motherfuckers in the country uh, last week. We're number 11. That's not their terminology. No, it's called the list top 100. It comes out every year. It's a list of the most important cultural um, contributors of the last year. Um, Chris and I were grouped together. For at, some reason. At number 11. This, uh, this just, podcast isn't the only thing I do. Just outside the top 10, which makes us the highest ranking uh, people on the list to not make the front cover of the actual magazine. That's where they put their top 10 or to have a dedicated page in the magazine. So they're basically when you guys are hot, but not hot enough, we want people to actually look at your face. Uh, Long time CMB Hive um, Hornets will remember that I am the 59th funniest person in the history of Scotland. According to which? The Herald the newspaper. The Herald newspaper did a countdown of the top 60 funniest Scottish people. You were 59. You are the 11th hottest people person. So your, your worth as a human has you down at probably number 35. You know, somewhere between the two. 35. Most worth being a live person 35 most worthless cunt of all time <laughs> i think is the name I'm, of my next film show. i'm not i'm not on that list yet. yet um very cool to be on the 11th fucking coolest cunts though because largely this podcast you know well we don't do anything else together other so, than have big dinners i would eat arancini and i don't know if the list take that into consideration um so shout out to our listeners for i guess you know it's not us. audience 40 no but like without the listeners who would we be? Well, why do you think we were on it? Because we're cool, because we have right. a cool podcast that people listen to. My theory is we're on it because it's put together by music journalists and we kind of do what they do and they live vicariously through us. Right, but no, Brian Brian Donaldson puts oh. it. He wrote our blurb. Where he Terrible us, blurb. He, he no offence. It was kind of grammatically crap, wasn't it? Yes. And it said um, two we he called us scamps. What are scamps? We well, are men. We're scampish. I'm not a scamp. We're scampy fries. I don't burp halfway through sentences. <laughs> um, shout out to the list uh, for putting us shout on Shout out to there. Brian Badonde for putting us on the list. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, not the highest ranking comedians, Kieran Hodgson. He's so hot. Was number nine. Um, Marilyn Robertson, number three. Phil Brady, number two. And... Marilyn's been on the podcast and will be on the podcast again. Yeah. So really the podcast is number, number three. One. Number one. The number one hottest thing. I think. And I also think if we are number 11, that means we have a one each. Yeah. So we're both number one. We're both number one. That's how 11 works. Two yeah. ones. That, I think so. I'm no mathematist, but I think so. Um, shout out to the list for putting us on the list. 
what? Uh, and shout out to you, dear listener, for listening to this episode. Hey, if you want to come and see the hottest pieces of asses in Scotland live, you, you can, can see us at the Glasgow International Comedy Festival at the Glee Club in Glasgow on Renfield Street. Yes, on March the 17th. It's an international comedy festival, so we're going to be doing the show in French. We've downloaded Duolingo. It's hard. We are going to be talking about Untrue by Burial with the Duolingo Owl. <laughs> he also refuses to acknowledge the horrors of the 7-7 attacks in London. Yeah. Um, we're going to he be goes, t- We're also doing, if you don't live in Glasgow and if you uh, don't care to travel, uh, I'm going to be going on tour with my friend's show. Um, I think this is the real reason that we were in the list top 11 because we both had very good fringes, right? We both had very good PR people. We both, <laughs> we, we both you know, sold a lot of tickets, had Do a lot of good reviews. Do you not see how these lists work? Brother, it's smoke and mirrors, okay? <laughs> so I know that. Mirrors. You know that. We don't say it out loud. It's because of the worth of our art. Yeah. So if you want to see my hot friend show, it is touring the country, going everywhere, all the major cities and a few other places too. Christopher is doing his friend show, Scary Times. I also have two of these coming out. Why don't you sign up to my mailing list, which will be on by the time. Um, I guarantee you it will not no, be. No, it will be. I've said this so is that I have to do it by uh, two weeks from now. hundred percent. Sign up for no my mailing list mailing to list. get the first news about stuff coming out. <laughs> I've got a new podcast coming out. I've got a tour coming out. Mm. I've got dates for next year all over England. And we're doing a live show at the Glee. And I've got other stuff coming out as well. I, I, I look forward to the... the Shut mailing, the fuck the up. You don't, I'm going to do this out of spite for you. Yeah. If you work out how to use MailChimp within the next two weeks... I'm using will, Substack. I've already bought the domain. I will eat my hat. Uh, eat your ass if you don't uh, shut up. Okay, <laughs> listen. Good luck to you. It's, in terms of asses, it's a bomb eating, yeah. <laughs> Bring a spoon. Uh, Bring a copper spoon. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the episode, the countdown, and uh, happy new year. Hey, are your pubes too hairy? <laughs> Do you need help with that? You're growing too hairlicious. Hair suit. Is there too much uh, of a positive environment for crabs and lice? Too much fuzz on your coos? Uh, when you get undressed in front of someone you wish to have a sexual time with, are you embarrassed by the state of your nether regions? Having an examination done by a doctor and you're <laughs> self-conscious about how hairy your balls and bits are? Us too. What a shame there's no solution for this kind of problem. No, wait, there is. What? Manscaped. Oh my God, what is that? Tell me more. Not manscaping, not manscaper, manscaped. Only a stupid person would have called it that by accident yeah. 10 times in a row. <laughs> yes. Only an idiot. It's the below the belt grooming experience. It's blade, it's not blade free, it's blade full. It's blade full. It's cut free. You won't it's cut, cut free. You won't. I'm literally closing my eyes in the shower in the fucking rain coming down. Um, I, I shower in the rain and I'm just f- not even looking, just... If you do look, there's a little handy torch which uh, highlights where you're about to trim. (laughs) Yes. I've never used the torch. That's cool. Attached to the the lawnmower? Yeah, there's a light that comes on that shows you exactly where you're trimming. You can do it in the dark with your eyes closed and you still hit the remote. You can do it dark 
in the with your eyes closed in the shower it's waterproof you can charge it using USB-C so you can unplug your phone if you've got a USB-C <laughs> plug it straight into your pube trimmer you're, you're, you're ready to go you're on a train please use only use these plug sockets for phones laptops and pube trimmers <laughs> that's why they have that saying don't do that but what you should sometimes do, I go into a coffee shop and I sit near a plug socket and I plug my lawnmower in so that I could jump into the bathroom keep it fresh all times I never want to see a single hair on my balls otherwise I cry yeah I've got a cock like a dolphin uh, it's grey grey and uh, endangered <laughs> Just if you want a funny gift for someone, or you—it's not funny. It's not funny. It's, it's fucking useful. serious. Enjoy an album. Uh, no, what's the code again? Manscape <laughs> album, album twenty. God Almighty! You get twenty percent. Can off. you believe we get paid for this? Album twenty for a uh, percent off your first purchase uh, and and ongoing purchase. I you think can, if you don't have a cock and balls, you can do it on other stuff. But it's mainly made for the cock and balls. It's got the word "man" in the title. Let's be honest. Let's not get into that topic, man, you know, but hey, mm. it's good. It's it's good stuff. The pants are good. And the underwear, the anti-chafing material is to die for. Uh, that's album Don't 20. Die it, Don't die for it. Enjoy. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to some of the greatest albums of all time. So, welcome back to Le Contin. Uh, Le Contin. Le Contin. Uh, the Contin. The welcome to the Contin. When I went to watch my friend Jono on Countdown, there was an Northern Irish guy um, also competing. Give me a vile. That's what he kept saying. Vile, please, girl. Kjartsnir. Kjartsnir. And uh, it would, when he was doing the math shot, he would go, yet. Love that. Yet. I think the Northern Irish culture is incredible mm, agreed uh anyway we're not here to talk about the uh northern irish cultural quarter although it might make an appearance i guess uh, are we you are you doing belfast here too no uh we are instead going to be counting down our top five albums of the year each uh i went first last episode you go first this week for, for christopher at number five is danny brown with Quaranta. Oh, Danny Brown, the pipes, the pipes are calling from, from Glen, Glen to, to Glen, Glen along the mountainside. The mountainside. The sun has gone. Uh, um, Speaking of maudlin Irish things, mm. how did your dad feel when Shane McGowan died? He cried. He spoke to me. I, I messaged him and said, oh, Dad, um, I, I don't know if you heard, but on sad day, Shane McGowan has passed away. And he said he was in tears. He cried when you told him or he'd been crying already? I, I I believe I told him. Like, he found out from me. Why would you break your dad's heart? Because who's it better to come from? Someone you love or fucking some freak on the news just going, and uh, Shane McGowan, the beloved Irish punk singer, has passed away age 65. Like, that's not a good way to hear stuff. Do you know what I mean? Who would I rather tell me that James Hetfield is dead? James Hetfield himself. James Hetfield himself. I'm dead and I'm here. Oh, oh my God. Yo, I'm dead. Yeah. That's what he would say. I'm dead. That's not how he sings. But um, Danny Brown with Quaranta. Now, you listen to a Danny Brown record. You listen to a Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia's uh, 
hit album, Scared in the Hose. I think it's the funniest album name. If you're Scaring not familiar, the hose. If you're not familiar with the concept <laughs> of scaring the hose, how I would think you most describe people, it? Well, I think most people are uh, familiar with the concept of scaring hose. Do you think so? You just jump out of bushes. No. Hose scaring <laughs> is... To Scare a Hoe by Christopher McArthur Boyd. <laughs> right, Rabbi Bones. <laughs> oh, we can't this hoe. <laughs> oh, what a panic in thy breasties. Oh, to scare a hoe as you would be scared. <laughs> Scarto scampering through. Had any what is frightening you? So, Danny Browse, the, the concept of scaring the hole is you know, the, the, there's a genre of music called hole scaring music, which is uh, like if you went back to an, maybe a, a, an after party and someone stuck on Death Grips, that's hole scaring music. Nobody, you're, you're not going to be having a good time with some. Ladies, you've just met. When... Is this a thing you've invented, or is it a no, real? This genre? is a real thing. This is where scaring the host comes from. Right. Okay. So it's like if you were to put on fucking weird music at an after party, that's that's host scaring music. Right. So if I'm don't put neutral milk hotel on. So if I'm at a gig and then there's loads of hoes and then I'm like, hey hoes, do you want to come back to mine? And they come back to mine and I put on Iggy Ben Miasi by Can. Then I don't know. I think that isn't host scaring music necessarily. So? Depends the type of lady. I just want to clarify: it, it, we it, don't consider anybody to be a hoe. No, that's true. We're an anti-hoe podcast. We don't like hoes. <laughs> no, we like them, but we don't use that terminology. If look, if if a woman were a hoe, the last thing I'd want to do is scare her. No, hundred percent. I respect sex workers, and I don't like scaring them. Mm-hmm. I like comforting them with my political activism. Do you know what I find scary? Um, people who don't consider sex work work. Do you know what I think Neoliberalism. Yeah. So I don't bring it up around them. Yeah. But what I would say is, so that's kind of whole scary music. There's mm-hmm. a lot of memes about it. Right. Um, and they too put out a record with the <laughs> explicit goal of scaring the hose. Right. Called oh. scaring the hose. Right. So they both have, well, JPEG Mafia is a bit of an, outsider artist but danny brown has definitely had music that is not hostgating music in that album was it's how friendly he's had a lot of whole friendly records and i would say this album quaranta goes back into a whole friendly sound okay so if you are a hoe and you're listening then christopher recommends danny brown's uh, album as something that your hoe ears will be able to manage it's an absolutely perfect sequel to his album xxx which he released when he was 30 Triple X, Triple X, starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> it was the soundtrack to that film. Uh, and then this is Quaranta, which means 40 in Italian. XXX means Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> if you are a gunk. <laughs> uh, so this is Quaranta, which is 48. So, but he's really went off the boil uh, during lockdown. and he What's uh, come under the boil? <laughs> what's come under the boil for Danny Brown? Um, what's come under Brown? And... He had a lot of uh, alcohol problems and stuff, so he's he's in recovery now, like yourself, and uh, he's not doing any drugs anymore. And this is the kind of last blast. This is a sequel to Thirty, which was about I'm thirty years old. I've not made the fifty cent. Kind of had me as a hanger on, but he wouldn't put any of my music out because I was wearing skinny jeans. Is he really jeans. saying he's not made it though? He's a pretty big star, Danny. Ten Brown. years ago, he wasn't. He was like nobody, and right. then it, Triple X kind of broke through into the pitchfork circles. Okay, and the you know. And in 2010 or 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. And now Coranta is like 10 years later. I'm 40, sequel to 30. So, I mean, this is your only hip hop album on the list, I think. I don't really have. Yeah, any Belly, Belly Woods uh, had a good record. 
uh, maps, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are putting. I've seen that on a lot of top tens as well. That's really cool. We, should, we need to cover more hip hop, really, because it's another genre that, you know, there's albums and artists that I love, but definitely something we could delve into a lot more. Not to be too. Um, yeah, we do. We do have to cover more hip hop because I feel like sometimes we go, or oh, we can't do that because Secret Porsche would be interesting. And it's like, we've got stuff to say about stuff. I don't think, no, yeah, I'm not sure if that's really a concern of mine necessarily. I think it is just something that we're not naturally into. Well, it's not funny to make fun of someone's background if they're a hip hop artist. Usually, that's not all unless... this podcast is, though. You I know, know it's not all the podcast. It's saying. also we like to riff about Barack Obama and come. That's most of it. Melania. <laughs> Quarantum. I'm scaring the hoes. <laughs> Not really scares the hoes. Drone strikes. 100% in Yemen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so that's number five. Is uh, Danny Brown Quaranta. Number five for Liam is uh, Mitski. The land is inhospitable. And so are we. I'm just going to read my note out in full here. It says, this is doubly impressive because I think she's a bit of a twat. (laughs) Um, But we covered it on the podcast and uh, I like she is she's a big posh big posho as she she, discovered. She is funded by the CIA. Yeah, big CIA head, uh, personal friends, Barack Obama. Um, She, however... The last two albums, this and Laurel Hell, have been albums I've repeatedly gone back to. Um, I think it's a really impressive album. Again, she is, like I mentioned about Lana in the last episode, she's someone who is capable of singing about modern stuff in a non-cringe way. Um, it's depressing. I that, got big Lana vibes from this record when we listened to that. We've done an episode yeah. on this already. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's bisexual nose ring universe coded for sure. Um, it's a depressed woman singing. Uh, pop music uh the song about eating cake because you're depressed is still i think one of the funniest songs of the whole year um, yeah i still don't think it's funny you kept talking about how funny it was and i just great. found it really sad and yeah. challenging i eat a whole cake i mean i love eating a whole cake yeah that speaks to me personally i had a whole duck done buddy last night i've, I've certainly sat down and eaten a whole cake for sure this year yeah a yeah, few times yeah. hundo p service uh, station cakes Mitski is, this is maybe going to cross over in terms of uh, the annoyingness levels of Mitski though. This, what I learned this week. She is writing the music for <laughs> uh, a, a musical based on the Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Have you watched Queen's Gambit? I watched like two episodes of it. It's about a young woman who is sexy playing chess. And she plays chess. <laughs> yeah. It was a big Netflix hit. I liked it, but I found it a bit... Um, shite. <laughs> I liked it, but I found it a bit shite. Basically, yeah. <laughs> there was just something com- really overproduced about it all. Like, it, like first off, it was very... Old, like, the writing of it was very... So train-tracked, you could see exactly what was... Where everything was going at all times. Some people like that, you know, I find it annoying. But also, it was just all a bit too clean and, and pretty and nothing look, looked real. It had that kind of Wes Anderson quality, but without the hallmarks no. of humanity that makes Wes Anderson's art so incredibly no. powerful. Well, yeah, no real charm. No real charm mm. there. Charmless. Um, but, but it, I mean, it was watchable. It was just one of these things that felt like it had been written by a group of people to make something as watchable as possible. You know yeah, what I mean? I also thought that about stuff. On Netflix, sex education, 
terrible shape. Um, but that Mitski album, the land is inhospitable and so are we. It is, uh, again, I listened to it again this week and I went, fuck, this is really good. It's really good. All the way I through. listened to that song on it. What's it called? The Love Myself. Yep. Love Main. Me, Myself and Irene. What's it called? Love Love Me More? <laughs> no, it's Love Me Do by the Beatles. Maybe Love Me More is from... Uh... Can't buy me love. Mitski. My love, mine or mine. My love, mine or mine. I was reading an article about that today, and it was saying that just, do you know how nobody? Nobody, 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 nobody knows nobody. I'm going back to start. <laughs> no. No? No, nobody by Mitski. Oh, all yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, nobody but Mitski was a big TikTok hit. Apparently, this one's been a big TikTok hit as well. That song, and now TikTok like, girlies love Mitski. Yeah. Do you think that's because it is a Chinese app, and is therefore funded by the CIA? Um, no. I think it's because she's a depressed girl, and most uh, TikTok girlies are on fucking Xanax. The numbers that her streams are getting are, you know compared to on spotify and stuff like that compared to what a phoebe bridges or alana Dowry would get so much higher mm-hmm. a lot especially internationally in places like chile mm-hmm. um that people are going what is it about her it's a songwriting probably but uh that one in particular that i read an article about mitski today and i found this really funny but oh i've lost that folk oh jeez oh those are my pictures okay Soon after its release, Mitski asked people not to film her performances, which prompted a backlash from some fans who said their mental health circumstances necessitated filming as a memory aid. Do you think that's such justification of antisocial behaviour in the name of mental health? 100%. I feel like glass in those children. It's just like... It's the, uh, that's, it's the end product of uh, the... Um, popularization of individualism of like my my feelings as your as a young adult as a person growing up as a someone who's come to the concert are more (laughs) important than not only the people around me but also the artists themselves yeah you do not deserve to have your opinion about what i do during your concert (laughs) because i am the center of the universe i need to film you more than you need not to be filmed. To be saying like old man. Probably. Yeah. But also like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quite simple. Number four. <laughs> like we have spoken and I've already said on the podcast, look, you can't get too mad about people filming the gigs because it is just going to happen now. You it's have to, you have to get used to, to it. To quote Earth, Wind and Fire and Harvey Keitel in the film Earth, Wind and Fire, it's the way of the world. But there is etiquette and you can... Uh, you know, just film up, just film a little bit, just take a little snapshot. Don't film the whole concert. But what if you have emotional memory health problems? Then stay in the fucking house. <laughs> stay in the loony bin that you deserve <laughs> to be thrown into. It's like people who say they fucking have to have have Deliveroo fucking meal deals because they can't bear to go to the shop. Well, what would you have done ten years ago? Starve to death? You'd have managed. Shut the fuck up. Not mine, no. Check in on your mates though Because what is, mental health is real Check in on your Deliveroo <laughs> riders Because they're out there in the fucking rain Bringing you meal deals Because you want servants You fucking bourgeoisie pricks What's your number four? 
Uh, that, wait a minute. This is a bit of an outlier for me. I've, I've taken an emo record that has a pink album cover. Okay. And it's called uh, Oblivion Will Own Me and Death Alone Will Love Me. Open bracket, void filler, close bracket, by the Philadelphia indie emo rock band Short Fictions. Yes, okay. I, like I have it. heard you speak about these, to be fair. <laughs> Are you accusing me of making shit up? Yes. Who? What one? I don't think they're made up. <laughs> I think you are. Uh, I think you've tried to curate a list that, that it gives off a certain vibe, rather than maybe what your top ten truly is. That's mental. I would. I, I wouldn't even begin to criticize your selection. This is a good selection. That's honest. Yeah, I thought that way when Sex Music told me to listen to all that shit as well. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's all albums we've covered. Yeah. <laughs> Due to you hearing about the one Sex Music, <laughs> Metsky was one of uh, Sex Music's albums of the year. Yeah, uh, artist of the year, artist in residence of the year. She yeah. has her own shows. You don't think you've been fucking brainwashed by the BBC? Well, we're all influenced by the people that we. I mean, we listen and read to loads of different music blogs and radio stations. So of course we're influenced. But it makes more sense that there would be crossover between multiple people's albums of the year because it means that they are one of the albums of the year rather than some fucking thing no one's ever heard of. <laughs> some fucking instrumental country artist. Grow up. <laughs> That you read about in some blogging. I'm going to put that number one and everyone's going to go really cool and loads of stuff about music. See if you knew it and <laughs> you'd kill yourself. Isn't that <laughs> true? Thankfully you're a dumb isn't, dumb. That, isn't that true of all of us, man? If we fucking knew anything, we'd kill ourselves. Cause Which is actually a huge theme of Oblivion Will Own Me and Death Alone Will Love Me by Short Fictions. Now, I've already put these lads on the list. Uh, on the playlist way back where we covered Linda Ronstadt, I noticed that she had double track oh, guitars. Maybe it was Bonnie Ray, actually. I think it was Linda Ronstadt, though. And I uh, stuck on a, a song that was on the pre-show playlist for my friend show in 2021. I think that's why I know it, because uh, I've listened to the playlist. And the song. Do you remember what song it was? Uh, Living in Places Like This. Right. It was Bad For Your Health, I think it's called. Okay. And it's just, I love that song. It's mm. about living in shite accommodation. It's about the mold and the walls and... It's about when it goes, this house is a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm I I'm a liar and I'm a hoarder. I love every brick and mortar in this house. And, like, the thing I love about them is that they're an emo band, but they'll, they'll do moments of black metal and they'll do moments of fucking screamo and country music and they'll just dip into different genres and it always kind of sounds like them. And I, w I wish I could have seen them. They played the Hug and Paint this year. It was sold out, but... Um, I couldn't go because of various other things, but really, this one's about yeah. Like one of his friends has died, and it's really. Uh, oh, it's a my friend died album. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it's not like Ed Sheeran's one. No, because Ed Sheeran would never do a song called "I'm Gonna Kill Myself with the Gun." Maybe he should. I would love it if he. I'm not saying so, when I say maybe I should. I don't mean maybe he should write a song. That. No, <laughs> no, I know what you meant, and I agree with you. Um, Dead Sheeran. That's me. <laughs> That's dead mean. Sheeran? That's me. Come on. Check Sorry. in on your mates. Check in on your mates. Because some of them are dead Sheeran <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to yeah. hopefully kill themselves. No, 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 no. We're not a satire. We're a satire podcast. We're satirizing what some mean podcast might say, but that's not what we would say. Um, shout, shout, check out, check in online uh, uh, two hours before uh, the <laughs> goes. Do you know, though, you can actually show up at Glasgow Airport not having checked in and you just go up to a woman in an easy jet jacket and she just gives you your ticket. You just go up and say, How are you doing? How are you doing mentally at the moment? Are you hanging in there? Huh? Are you doing okay? Yeah, have you got a sad lamp? 
I would love a sad lamp and a heavy blanket. <laughs> what I'll say about this, I won't. One of his friends has clearly died and he's not very happy about it. Um, yeah, the, I'm going to kill myself with a gun is a great song. Yep. He goes, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> with a gun. It's really funny. Just say the name of the song and then just sing <laughs> the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I need a lot more money than what I have. I have none. It's very, uh, it's very good. Being skin. And there's loads of wee samples of like anime conversations. Anime? There's a bit where they kind of name drop the fucking, the name of the band. There's a bit where it goes, I don't know, I fucking, am I too old to be the lead singer of Short Fictions? He says that in a song. Oh. Kind of name drops himself. And the lyrics are just so great. And I've been away from home so much this year. And there's loads of stuff about like, what is the fucking point of what I'm doing? This is so egomaniacal and I've I can only do this because I have such a great support system and yet I abandoned my entire support system to go off and gallivant. This is a bit close to home. This is this is hurting me right in the feels. Yeah, you haven't even went on tour yet. Yeah. And you're gonna feel it. You do spend so much of your life on the road, out every night. Yeah. Just fucking just fucking asking people what they do for a living. Yeah, I mean I don't consider that to be art, but it is hard. <laughs> You know, how many how many nights of your life have you spent in Birmingham? Terrifying. Yeah. Not that many, really. Yeah, you do get booed by the police as much as me. Well, but I, do, I do actually play there quite a lot. Not as much as me, because it's booed by my agents. But uh, I reckon I, I probably play there about as much as you. You know, so I think if we put both our diaries up for the last two years. I bet five years. Um, even still. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Weird flex. Weird old flex. Not flex. I'm saying, how much of your life have you wasted in Birmingham? I yeah, I like Birmingham. No, it's great. I went to the. Pen I'm just saying, I your wife's the, better. I went to the the Pen Museum last time I was there. Yeah, and I made my own nib. Oh, did you go to the Black Sabbath Bridge? No, mm, maybe next time. But you don't get booked. I'm going to contact them. That's not to book you. Book me more. Um, anyway, so that's uh, is, is this emo? Is this emo? Too, yes. too long a pause. You can't leave a pause like that in a podcast. Come on. We're two years in. You should know that. People will think, what? Is my fucking podcast that paused? Oh, so someone asks a question and the other person... You don't again. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't keep doing this. Let's do my number four. Oblivion will love me. Deathlone will love me. Void filler. Yeah, should have filled the void there. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be a joke between us. Uh... <laughs> That's a bit inside baseball. I don't know if our fans will get that, you know. Uh, We've got a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for three hours and I think we've finally gone mad. Number three, four, Liam with now. Number three, four. No, it's number four. Number three, Liam with now. It's number four. Number four for Liam with now. Uh, my number four is Anoni. My back was a bridge for you to cross in my Spotify wrapped. One of the cool things you wouldn't notice because you don't have a Spotify, but one of the cool oh, things like? that one of the Spotify rap does is it, it gives you sometimes I've got an Apple turnover a bit information uh, that's like your most listened to album this month mm. was this, and my most listened to album in August <sighs> during the Edinburgh Festival yeah. was Anoni mm -hmm. singing about trans rights. I don't know what that says about me or my mental health during the festival. Um, that listens to this trans woman crying via the medium of a song about the fucking state of the world. Mm. And uh, that, that I guess, gave me some sort of comfort during the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, but we covered it at the end of the month, the Fringe uh, at, at uh, some gaff. Um, the, uh, first off, 
I've loved it only for a very long time. I love the solo album um, and the earlier stuff. Uh, I don't need a Johnson's. I am a bird now. Oh my God. What an absolutely amazing piece of work. Mm-hmm. Her, her voice is always, I mean, this is the reason why she's as famous as she is. Her voice has always had that quality of crying while singing. <laughs> and when she did her solo album, she was crying about the fucking world, uh, the environment and stuff. And that's something to cry about, sure. Mm-hmm. But now it's almost more personal, you know, in It Must Change. She's basically saying it ha- this has, this to, has change. to change. The way the world treats trans people, it cannot continue like this. And, mm. you know, obviously as a trans woman, that has like incredible uh, weight and meaning. And uh, the only thing I will say is that second song, I'm just still... <laughs> I spoke about this in the episode. <laughs> it's good. It's such a crazy place to put the one fucking weird song on the album. That uh, is a mental place to put it. Start with it. Yeah. End with it. When everything else is... It's like Memphis Soul and then this weird fucking German crowd walk thing in the middle. Um, but I mean, still, I, I love the rest of it so much that I'm happy to put it as my number four um and if you haven't heard uh noni i would i mean the opening song is it must change which i think is a really good example of uh, noni we were walking what's the name of that record um record shop on the walk from the train station to up here um record shop yeah we were walking past record shop and uh, they had call me by al green in it yeah and it has that like insistent leaning yeah. drum beat and that's the exact same drum beat they're using that and it's a total protest record it's it's using the musical language of uh, the soul music that soundtrack the civil rights movement in the 70s to go I mean it's an audacious thing to do but mm-hmm. to say hey we need to do that again yeah and people are always saying where's the political music these days blah 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 you know it's and- fucking out there you're not gonna get it for Disney Plus you stupid kid <laughs> You moron. Stop. And even the so-called political bands who are marketed as political bands are not themselves political. You know, 75 is your idols, those fucking... Your uh, Sleaford mods who will have a Palestinian flag thrown on their stage and they'll fucking storm up. What would you, what, what, what well, what would you want us to fucking say about that? Why don't you shut the fuck up, you why, fucking freaks? Why don't you join Ed in the suicide booth? Uh, <laughs> anyway, for different reasons. Um, but no, we're not going to say people should kill themselves. We're celebrating good music. We don't have to denigrate yeah, people. Uh, but the lead singer Sleeper Mods is an absolute nub too. Um, I should consider the, the, the album is uh, I've written the word devastating, and and it is. It's uh, it, it, but it's beautiful, you know, and it's amazing that it can be both at the same time. So yeah, that's my number four. And only my back was a bridge for you to cross. Itself a reference to. All the hard work done by uh, people, minorities who are struggling, um, she, you know, she was hoping that in the future um, people will be able to look at, at the work of Adoni and say, wow, it's because of that that now we have, we, we can, you know, live in a certain way. You know what I mean? My back, literally the fucking bridge that you have crossed over in order to live your free life and putting yourself in that fucking... It's the avant-garde, isn't it? It's saying, I'm going to go out there first and I won't come back alive, but... Yeah. The information that you'll get from a dead boy, they will allow you to go even further if you want. Yeah. Which yeah. is a bit fucking up your own ass to say about yourself. <laughs> yeah. But I think <laughs> if you've written I'm a Bird now, then you probably mm, can say that. Huge album for people who consider themselves birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nelly Furtado loves that. 
It was, it's an amazing piece of art. Number three. Three, 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 three. For we Chris. have the name. We have the name. Enjoy an album. But we have the same album for number three. Oh, we're both, but we're going to join number three. So this is interesting. So well, you sent me your list. And, uh, and so we spoke about crossover because obviously I think if we were doing our own individual lists, maybe they would look a little bit different. This is the, obviously the, we're being observed what, here. What's, what, so you think I'm making stuff up. So what albums would from mine would you put on? Given that you didn't even listen to the national album, you, you listen to a different Danny Brown record. Well, you, I know I mean, what you've put as number two, which oh, was in my long list as oh, well. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and, and you know, as I said, the list would change day to day, really, but as as does your taste, depending on how you you are feeling. Um, but when uh, we list, when we listed the albums, you had this already, mm-hmm. and I went, "Fuck, Chris has already got that." We kind of wanted to use this as a chance to talk about different albums rather than just have the same thing. But it was such a big album for me that I've went, "No, fuck it, we're both going to have it." And it is Jeff Rosenstock's. Hell mode. Hell mode. Another thing, maybe there's a little bit of recency bias today because I listened to it a lot over the last month. But um, on my Apple turnover, you, I very bravely shared my first look at my yeah. Apple turnover with you because we were both doing a gig together or something. Like yeah. Uh, and it was mostly, I mean, it was most, the, the top two tracks. It listen said you listened to the album like 70 times or something. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. Um, it's a great pop punk record. I also, one thing I love about it, I think is the fact that you also love it so much and we do this podcast together and it's cool when we both like have the same vibe about something and, and love it a lot. And it, it's really, it's very rare. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it kind of is, I mean we, we do agree a lot about music stuff, but, but to actually really passionately go, Oh, holy shit, this fucking rocks. And you're the first two pages of Frankenstein guy. I'm a laugh track guy, you know. Yeah, and uh, and it's so easy to re-listen to it. Yeah. This is another one that I put on in the gym every now and then mm. um, because it's short songs, pop punk, uh, catchy, uh, but also political, you mm. know. Um, the thing about the really sticks with me is the thing about trying to be a left-wing person and try to believe in social justice, but at the same time, getting an Uber. Even though you know for a fact that Uber is an evil company who's destroying the labour rights of people who work in the tech well, industry, I'm trying to follow BDS at the moment, right? Um, Sad. And like, I mean, some of the KFC, fuck, Coca-Cola, a- Amazon. You know, um, it's incredibly difficult to live in the world. And I would like to say that the um, the book that I bought you, I didn't get from. Amazon.com I got well, from... Ronan Keating. <laughs> no, I've got... I got well, you, you got actually, that from Barack Obama. You got, got that, the got that from Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama sent it by drone across the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean <laughs> and he nearly pressed the wrong button and um, obliterated my home. <laughs> <and> <laughs> neighbors. Well, Partick has been exploded. Partick has been destroyed. Four pounds worth of damage. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, the old ones are the best. The the old ones are the best. Is that one of the oldest jokes that if a drone bomb blew up your neighbourhood, it would only cost? Is that one of the oldest jokes? Well, it's a joke about nuclear war. They said they used to say, "Look, like, you know, do a, a, a drop a bomb on Sheffield." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd, be, they'd be doing a good thing by getting rid of the ratings. <laughs> wow. I love Sheffield. Yeah, you know, great Sheffield town. Doesn't love you. There's a reason Alex Turner's on the moon. Um, so I got that from Bookshop.org bookshop.org great um so this album hell mode you already have it on vinyl you know honestly i was swithering with my purchase for you the gift Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I didn't bring them because I couldn't decide what one. I was going to give you an album that I thought that you might like, that I think would challenge you mm. and that you might not like. And then I have um, Helmut on vinyl and because you like it and mm. you, we were discussing should it be on your list, should it be on my list. I was going to give you my um, pink, black, splattered, Oof. limited edition. I'd have given it back. From Bristol. I'd have said, no, Christopher, that's too important to you. You have it. Also, I know how, how bad you look after records, so I don't want one that you've has your Sp- grubby little yeah. what's it fingers on it. The Spain is all fucked. So yeah, I I'll don't get a new one. You can have it. Giving, giving someone a gift that challenges them then is like low key one of the most arrogant things you can do, though. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> Here's something that you, I like. You're you not might ready not for be this. smart enough to like it's not, it. It's just, there's a lot of screaming on it. Oh, really? <laughs> but in a very cool way. Like, Oh, it's more like, oh, I don't know about that. No, I don't like that. I'm already, no, 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 no. This record is going to live here at Monkey Barrel Studios and be a background thing. That's what it is. Because I don't want fucking screaming coming out of my beautiful speakers. It was the, it was the number one rated album of 2013. Not just in metal, every genre. Wow. The highest rated album of the year album. Yeah, like the aggregate list thing. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so people who are not male people are like... You have just told me so much about this gift that you're going to give me. That and you still don't even know. No. Other, <laughs> our listeners might know. Um, time for number two. Number two for Liam Withner. No, it's Christopher first. Oh, okay. Number two for me. It's funny I said that. Seabat with Crazy Mode for me. Yeah. Another mode record. Yeah, so uh, I just nearly went on my top 10. I've been listening to this a lot over the last few weeks. Um, I've had it on repeat, and uh, it's a it's a fantastic album. C-Mat, incredibly cool person. She just filmed uh, her gig at the Barrowlands. Oh, I can't believe I didn't get a ticket. Yeah. I feel um, like a real gimp. I feel like, I mean, she's already, I mean, look, I think the two nights at Barrowlands, maybe just one, but like uh, sold out way far in advance. Already got a huge audience, two albums, but I've... I, and has been, I think was, she was on Graham Norton recently. She was on Graham Norton recently. So, and that makes a career. Feels like it's going to be a big couple of years for CMAT. Did I tell you about when I went to stardom. Graham Norton's television studios to have a meeting with them? With Graham Norton? With Graham Norton's production company, So Comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't go well. Oh, what did I kept you do? pitching that I could be the new Simon Armstrong, do Pop World. And right. they were like music stuff. Nobody listens to music stuff. No. I was like, shit. And now I realise that is true. <laughs> um, but the cool thing I found out then was that Barry, one of the Chuckle Brothers, was going to die soon. That's what they told me. They had the cardboard cutter of the Chuckle Brothers. And I went, oh, Chuckle Brothers. And they went, yeah, what? He's going to die soon. Four months later, he was dead. Right. You said with most old people, though. I mean, Kendrick Kissinger should have died a long time ago. Yeah, should have died a very long time ago. Yeah, should have been killed by the Cambodian hit squad. (laughs) By the the bookshop.org drone. (laughs) Dropping fucking Radiohead books on his head. See, Matt, man, I mean, I think Stu got me into our last record. Um, If my wife knew I'd be dead, I think it was called. She's got an incredible voice. And super iconic voice. Like, do you know a lot of singers, no offence, but, you know, this Lana Del Rey Mitski stuff, I like it, but it's a bit too... Where C-Mat belts it out. C-Mat's like, she's a real, she's like in the mold of a Dusty Springfield. My wife, mm, no, Dusty was like a whispery singer as well. But had pipes. She's got pipes. 
I don't think that's a good comparison. Okay, so I'll take it back. Uh, my wife keeps calling CMAT MCAT, which I find quite funny. <laughs> that's, that's funny. You've been listening to the MCAT, son? You've been listening to that we were promised JPEG. Um, she has a song called Vincent Company on this album, which I think is fucking great. So who is that? It's a bold football player? Yeah, he used to play for Man City. He now manages Burnley. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just think that's funny. To Do you have. know what the song's about? Um, I ha- I read the lyrics because I remember seeing it was called Vincent Company, but I can't remember. So I know this, let's say, who went to school with CMAT. Right. She was in the year below, mm-hmm. and I was... I dropped my toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to her, I was like, oh, was she cool growing up? She was like, yeah, she was so cool. She was always like shaving her hair and stuff. She shaved her head like Vincent Company is the lyric. Yeah. Yeah. But she thought that that was like, oh, she's like a cool indie punk. Whereas from the song, you're like, oh, I was like going through it. So I shaved yeah. my head like a crazy person, like Brett Spears or something. Yeah. Or like Vincent Company. <laughs> I don't know if Vincent Company was shaving, uh, was uh, going through it when he shaved it. He was uh, winning the Champions League, I'm pretty sure. Wow. But you never know. That really says a lot about how people see mental health problems that you think that just because someone's uh, in the Champions League, they can't go through it. That Chris is honest, I think it's fourth chopstick of the thing. I'm not fucking chewing chopsticks. Of, so. I'm chewing toothpicks. Yeah, Chopsticks yeah. are for Chinese people to pick up rice and chicken. Or Japanese. Or Japanese. Or Mongolian. Vincent Company's going through it at the moment, I think, but people are questioning whether or not his uh, all-out attack tactics... Um, are really going to work in the Premier League and whether or not he needs to think about maybe employing some more defensive tactics yeah. when playing against the bigger teams because they're just you know, just not picking up points. Vincent Company's such a technical and player. Think, That's what I like I about I think C-Matt was talking about that when she was uh, singing this album about willingness to change tactics uh, <laughs> when it's not going your way, you know? Wow, she was. I mean, that's a great point because I believe that Seema was going to write an album about how she forgave this guy who ruined her life. Then she started writing and she was like, wait a minute, this guy was a fucking loser. So she yeah. did change tactics. She yeah. went, I'm not forgiving this guy at all. He was an asshole. Yeah. But he really lovingly renders this monster of her life. You know, really goes like, you just, you see the guy in three dimensions, the way, the way he speaks to her. Just, you know, you know an, al- al- an album like that's really good when you go, good, I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's great and I've only really listened to it in the last sort of month or so to be truthful maybe it was one if I listened to it uh, oh I mean it, when did it come out only in October maybe mm-hmm. okay so maybe I had I'd a few songs off it but maybe if I'd listened to it earlier in the year it would have been higher up in my list I mean as I said it was kind of on the list but then I saw it's you John Grant on it you're a big it, friend big <laughs> JG love that cunt I really want to, can we do John Grantson like one yes. of your favourite albums by him we can just, I want to listen to it too easy know. we can get David Blease of Monkey Barrel to be the guest because he loves John Grant too <laughs> does he? Yes, I can't picture that. My my fringe uh, thank you gift to David, not to be a nerd, but uh, I give the guy under the venue a gift as a thank you. It's a fringe. Um, it's the same venue every year. It's disgusting. What? Was uh, was uh, John Grant live at the BBC um, record, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite records that I own. Um, got my got a version of that. Anyway, there's um, a, there's a there's a strand of songs. Where are your kids tonight? With John Grant, can't make up my mind. Whatever's inconvenient is like the three song fucking streak. Not that the other songs aren't amazing. There's loads of good stuff on it. Um, but the bit, I mean... When I can't make up my mind I'm your hunky-dory I tell you all the time I'm busy and I can't make up my mind it's And like, of course, fuck. she's Irish, which we love as well. We love the Irish people here. 
That was That's my, Christopher uh, accidentally playing music from his phone. <laughs> Keep that in. Uh, she was born in County Meath. All right. She's a cool chick. She went to Trinity College, so that's a little bit posh, but then it's one of the only really fucking major universities there. So. She's from Dunboyne. Dunboyne. Um, okay. Another great song is... Uh, whatever's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. How's that go again? What's that chorus? You can't play it, Christopher. Oh, shit. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's great. That's good stuff. <laughs> Can't wait to get copyright struck for that. <laughs> what, a, a, a broken iPhone 9 sputtering out is broken asshole? You don't know the technology that these uh, these record companies employ to make sure that anything like that gets shut down. Another drone comes over at my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, but I accent another book. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, right, my number two. Number two. Young Fathers, heavy, heavy. Number Two on your list, number one on the list magazine's top 100 coolest cultural pieces of ass yeah. of the year. Um, this album as well is doing very well on all the sort of aggregate end of year lists. Um, enjoyed it at the time, I think I said, uh, this only recently really we covered it after I saw him. First off, it's easily my number one gig of the year that I went to. Yeah. Um, and I will seek them out to go and check them out whenever they're live in Scotland uh, from now on because mm. it was it was that good. Um, the album I listened to a lot since we covered it, and I think I kind of said I wasn't sure if it was the best introduction to Young Fathers. Um, I kind of take that back a bit. I think it's uh, inventive and bold and interesting, but also poppy all the way through. Uh, it's fun as well as brave in points and it has um that song that was on i think my second most listened to song of the year which is crazy because it came out oh, no, it, it, it did come pretty uh oh do you want to see my wrapped yeah roast your um, uh, you're my top songs here we go it was tell somebody was my uh my, my second listen to track in all year. wow respect um, and Chris is just able to see my... Uh, this is, I mean, yeah, great stuff. My, it's all my, the stuff you put in your list, really. My top songs, 2023. And basically the only albums that I haven't put in my top 10 are Chiverches, which are obviously not released this year. Good reissue, though. Um, and it was the reissue. There is a Boy Genius song there. There's a couple of Boy Genius. And there is a national song featuring Taylor Swift. Oh, no! You are a fucking loser. Oh, what a fucking but look, wet leg are there somehow. You've got a forbidden planet. I don't Funko know how the fuck that happens. Up your asshole right on hold by the XX is on there. What's that all about? I um, had that as well. I was going through it in August. There's a song. Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to shout out this band, uh, The Murder Capital, because they nearly <gasps> were in my top 10 as well. They're another Irish band. They've got a great song called Return My Head. I heard I some gossip about The Murder Capital. Yes. The person I was telling you about who knows Cement. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know some cool people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they told me that they bumped into someone who was in the murder capital when they were starting. And they were like, oh, how's it going in that band? They're doing pretty well. And they went, oh, I had to leave. And I was like, oh, why? <sighs> it's because um, the lead singer was hitting other people in the band. Hitting? Yeah, like James Brown would hit people if they didn't do it right. He'd right. Just go over and slap. Sorry if I hadn't you. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't hit podcast I'm going to leave that. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah. so fucked up to call your band the murder capital. And, and start murdering your hitting friends. Hitting people. Yeah. yeah I had to the leave the band. Capital. Oh, they just went, I'm not going to murder slap at all. And now they're doing all right. And they're kind of like, maybe I should have got slapped a wee bit. But that's just part of industry. The creative process. Yeah. Being slapped. Probably going to get sold by some posh Irish fuck for this. 
Sold. Sold, I meant to say sold. I was like, what? My, my number two album of the year, Young Fathers, heavy, heavy. Also, there's a thing about um, they're local. Do you know what I mean? I have lived in Edinburgh for 15 years now. So almost as long as I lived in Dagenham. And so uh, even though obviously I'm not from here, Edinburgh is very close to me personally mm-hmm. important yeah and to see a band from here doing well globally i mean they're just open for depeche mode on their u.s tour um this has been getting plaudits all over the world at for you know they won scottish album of the year nominated for mercury um which they've previously won like to see a band from your ends mm. even though this isn't strictly my ends but it's no, my, my adopted what? ends can i speak on behalf of scotland mm-hmm. you're scottish you say that now. You have bowel disease. <laughs> you yeah, are fuck so squatty. so grumpy all the time. <laughs> I'm a ray of sunshine. Come on. Okay. You were on stage just going, blaming out, I've fucking blown down my shit. And I was like, he thinks he's not Scottish to Crystal and she was howling with laughter. <laughs> Where was this? At the Grum Shack where we did that Palestine benefit. <laughs> the grumpiest man alive. And I'm ornery. That's worse. <laughs> is it? That's like the charmeleon of Charmander was grumpy. Did I tell you when someone... You would evolve into ornery. We are rare candies. When an American comic... What's her name? Oh, I forgot her name. But um, she... she Jenna uh, Friedman. Uh, no, I haven't gigged with Jenna Friedman. Um, it, I was Lisa or something? Anyway. When I, gigged, uh-huh. when I gigged with her and... Uh, Lisa Curry? Yes. Mm. And she was like, you're very good. You're ornery. And I thought she said ordinary. I went home going, that fucking bitch called me ordinary. Yeah. I said that to a girl once. I said, you got a Disney voice. Like a princess, I meant. But she thought I said Dizzy. She thought she sounded concussed. <laughs> you got a Disney voice. <laughs> you Disney have a voice. <laughs> Disney fucking, you fuck. <laughs> uh, so that's how you're Scottish, because you can make me jokes like that. Yeah, Young Fathers. Heavy, heavy. Uh, my number two album of I the year. I sang about Scotland. If you move here... We'll, and you will adopt you. We'll adopt, we're a good country. Yeah, we've never done anything bad. <laughs> no, no, don't just don't ask why street <laughs> names are called what they're called. Nelson Mandela. That was actually a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> yes. But Jamaica um, Street. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it is. Uh, it is a bit out there. It's art pop, you know. But that's the sort of stuff that I fucking love. It's interesting. Uh, it's unique. It's so original, and it's so cool to see them fucking still doing what they do at such a, a high um, level. And I'm so excited to see what they do next. I think it's only going to get better and more interesting and weird. Heavy, heavy. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's great to see a Scottish we band do so well. are now at the time where we are going to announce yep. our own personal albums of the year, 2023. Christopher, what's your favourite album this year? Do you know, I was going to do a wee cool running joke this episode that I forgot to do. So see, when I said that Short Fiction's like, it's a bit of a, something different for me. It's a indie emo album with a pink album cover. Because mm-hmm. Jeff Rose's stocks. Hell Mode is also a kind of indie emo record with a pink album cover. Right. Home is where The Wailer has a, a kind of indie emo record with a pink album cover. It's just something I noticed. So that's your album of the year? Somebody once noticed that. What's it called? What, who's it by? <laughs> it's called The Wailer by Home is Where. Right. Uh, somebody went, I was, I went to Morrison's once with Roscoe. And he not, and he noticed that everything I bought was orange. Right, Glaswegian. Well, maybe, mm. but he was like, you should buy stuff that's different colours. And now I've noticed that the top four 
albums that I've listened to are like pink. Mm. And then my top 10, a whole bunch of them are pink, I think. Uh, and the other ones are black. So I, I think I'm on the spectrum. Not what I was expecting you to say about your favourite album of the year. <laughs> it's great. Uh, basically, this is the kind of first real album. They had an EP in 2021. What kind of stuff is it? Well, I'll tell you. But they had an EP in 2021. Uh, and then the lead singer transitioned. Uh, so this is the first thing they've put out since right. they are the woman. Um, okay. And uh, it's we've got really... Two, we've both got trans artists on our lists. I'm just saying we're a pretty woke podcast. Compared to who? Uh, uh, gig pigs. <laughs> I'm going to put them on blast in a minute. You fucking wait, you freaks. You just fucking wait, you pair of mugs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a kind of, there's a lot of stuff about just the body horror. There's a thing called Skin Meadow, which is one mm. of the songs, and it's about just if a whole meadow is just human flesh. Uh, and they're kind of from Florida. Body horror is like, oh, that's freaky shit, isn't it? Was that, what's yeah. that David Cronenberg film from last year? Was it David Cronenberg? He did. He did. The old drone was a yeah. big one for the eighties, but he had one last year, didn't he? One last year, it was like a body horror thing about uh, people being able to like attach stuff to their body in the modern mm. years. Like, oh, that's freaky stuff. Body so we bet body horror, but really, it's the stuff about NASCAR. Uh, there's a song called "The what? Day After 9 uh, uh, Well, now we know why it's number one. Yeah, nine twelve. Yeah, uh, and there's this next song is called nine twelve. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, no, the one song is called "Every Day Feels Like 9 11. And then the next song is called 912 and it goes, um, the day after 911. Uh, so back to funny work. that you've put your album of the year and it's an album about 911. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Every day feels like 911. Every day oh, feels did, like did they scream? Um, in a, not in a heavy metal way, in a kind of screamo emo way. Right, okay. Uh, there's a wee bit of screaming, but there's a lot of kind of slide guitar. Okay. There's a the theremin comes in. There's a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I kind of, kind of sci-fi country stuff. It's kind of like a, a lot of sci-fi country stuff. I've been getting like sci-fi country. I've been listening to sci-fi country recently. So it's kind of like, do you know, what Asteroid City was kind of country, but with an alien. There's <laughs> yes. a little bit of Asteroid City, right? But like somebody having a panic attack while screaming about aliens right. and nine eleven, um, <laughs> and NASCAR. NASCAR. It's really like. It's what if an alien competed in NASCAR? <laughs> While screaming yeah. about 9 11. Well, it would be screaming. Never driven a car before. But I'd imagine a lot of the mechanics of a spaceship are transferable skills. <laughs> not to NASCAR. Not to, not to pick holes in what you, you just know, said. Well, you don't know how to fucking skid in mud if you've been in the UFO in your life. You've never yeah. skidded once. You don't think that flying through an asteroid field is incomparable in some sense to skidding through mud in a NASCAR rally No, car. I don't actually. I think, I think this is why we don't have the same list <laughs> because we just see the world differently. Um, it's really, really powerful, and they just it's a wee bit like short fictions where it's really emotional and fucking just about like how there's so much fucking horror in the world just now, and you just wake up and you go on Twitter and you look at the news and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to continue in this? I would say the... Um, and the world just keeps going. The the thing that... Com I think the Venn diagram of our list is that it's it's pretty bleak, isn't it? We've got a bleak <laughs> outlook. <laughs> There's not much... Um, the happiest times I've ever ignored, eh? Joy, really. You know, we both look... Looking at both our lists, I think that we've got unhappy about the state of the universe. And the lives, even though they're the great. Yeah, yeah. But like all the art that we enjoy is people saying, God, the world's awful in a different way. 
Or, you what know. What else are you supposed to say? No, I, I listen, I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? But but even like King Gizzard is not saying, well, it is, it's the, no, end, I mean, the it's, end game of the environmental catastrophe uh, is fucking dinosaurs, you know? Is the petrol chemical industry destroying the planet Earth and a coven of yeah, witches raising an army of dinosaurs to, and then they go up to the International Space Station, you know? Yeah. At the end of that album. So it's all it's all pretty bleak stuff. Yeah. Um, Home is, if you're into emo, if I, I kind of got into a lot of emo this year because last year, we didn't do Enjoy an Album of the Year, but my favourite album from last year, 2021, 2020, maybe it was 2020, I don't know what album was, what year it was, but uh, The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die I had an album called Illusory Walls and really I've just been trying to get into stuff that reminds me of that. Makes you think of Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. This is a Dark Souls podcast. This is a Dark Souls podcast. What other podcasts are talking about both Dark Souls and 9-11 within mere words of each other? Probably a few. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Um, okay. My number one album. Number one. Of Liam. The- <laughs> <laughs> number one, Liam. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, here's Eva's Tumor. Eva's Tumor. Um, you don't even know how to say the name. No. Uh, well, uh, no. Uh, praise what or- does Lauren Levan call it when she says it on Radio uh, 6? I've never heard this on Radio 6. Oh. Praise a lord who chews, but which does not consume, or simply hot between worlds. Um, I, they say in one Love song, the album title. Love say, a long emo album title. Ivers Tumor, got to be free. So I think it's Ivers Tumor. Um, I had not heard of Ivers Tumors before. I know uh, frequent pod collaborator Stuart McPherson was a fan prior to this. We've spoken about that. But uh, this was an album. I didn't know them. I just got a B&M on Pitchfork and I just put it on. And every now and then uh, you get an album recommendation and you just put it on. This happened with Hell Mode as well, actually. And within the first sort of track, you're like, I'm in. I'm all mm-hmm. the way in. This probably is so high, top of the list. Number be- one. Because of when it came out as well, when meaning uh, like February or something. Right. So I've had nearly a whole year and mm. I've kept going back. It was my most listened to song and album of the year on my Spotify wrapped. Uh, love. Is it possible to develop a relationship for an end of the year list with a relationship that's stuck. Because, like, Hell Mode came out late, but I've been listening to the singles for that since February. Yep. Is it possible, like, a Quaranta is a great hip-hop record, but it came out, like, a couple of weeks ago. Is it possible to develop a relationship without it to become a number one record? I don't know. Home, home is Where is something that I, I got into that before the Fringe, and then I've been going back to it every week. Yep. And just listen to it on repeat and be like, this is fucking class. I just, well, for me, I, I kind of try to look at the list as uh, h- how much they have played a part in my, my year, mm. how, how much I have been going back or, or how excited I feel about it. So with Green Lung and Helmo, they're both very recent additions, whereas this has been, this and BCNR has been pretty much only present throughout the whole year. BCNR had a big break, as I mentioned, but but this hasn't really stopped. This has been something that I've put on a lot, including Lovely Sewer was my, my uh, song of the year that I listened to most. Um, it is uh, ostensibly a pop record, but there is, uh, there is post-punk, there is heavy metal, there is dance, alternative dance even. There is... Uh, is all, there country? Uh, I've been getting any country recently. No, there is not. Um, it comes in at 37 minutes. Um, all of the songs are catchy and fun to sing along. Um, that song, Lovely Sewer, has uh, Diana Gordon on it. Um, and I, I just love it. I think it's so 
fun to listen to. Um, lovely sewer, tragedy free. You cannot start a war just for the feeling. Um, I have refused to listen to this album. Oh, uh, because yeah. Okay, so we'll chat about this quickly at the end of the episode. We were going to cover this album on the playlist. On, the, on an episode. We were going to do an episode. Um, Special for guests. A, for a few reasons. Because I've loved this album for quite a few months now. And then a couple months ago, um, the Gig Pigs, aforementioned Gig Pigs. Either Rival Ram, Music Podcast. Which started after us. What? Well, two white male comedians chatting about a different artist each week. Where did he get that idea? They contacted us. Two comedians speaking into microphones that are recorded. Where did you get this idea? Where did you get that idea, Alex and Ivo? Um, they contacted us saying, do we want to do a um, collab? No, they're doing really good. They're on all the lists. The, the charts. Uh, yeah, they're the on podcast. all the charts, you know. Two very successful They've got a big comedians. production company. Oh! oh, oh. We're, we're DIY, oh, okay? Oh, oh, oh. And so they contacted us and said, do you want a collab? Um, <laughs> let's do an episode on... Uh, let's find... The, the whole concept of Gig Pigs is they go and see a live band. So I thought, well, let, why don't we go see a live band, all four of us? Why don't we, could, we come up to Edinburgh? We could do an episode of our podcast about the live band that we see, and then we could do an episode about you, of your podcast about an album of the live band that we've all got to see together. So we were trying to figure out a night whereby we could go and see an artist, and Ivers Tumor was playing. I think it was like last two weeks ago or something. So that was going to be who we was going to go see, and then we were going to cover this album as a big group. It was going to be a fun collaboration. Uh, can I just say they asked us they started it they opened up the group chat here's the plan who do you want to go see PJ Harvey no okay Eve is too much I don't like them you like them they like them okay yep I said said back something okay let us know detail dang it they we dang it we were enthusiastic about it so yeah sure this sounds fun and then they blanked us. They for, blanked us. For like six weeks. For six weeks. And even at one point I said, is this happening? And then they blanked that for a few weeks. Evil. Eventually, they said, oh, sorry, we're just picking up on this. Uh, what what oh, are we thinking we're going forward? We've had, we've had things in our lives. That's oh, we're on television. Oh, oh, no. Oh, we're more successful than you. <laughs> so eventually (laughs) they came to us and said when should we do this and we me and chris in our own group chat said let's dingy them back let's and it remains unreplied to let's see how long it's been so have that gig pigs Uh, we're calling you out we are putting you on blast (laughs) we are starting a podcast beef with the gig pigs (laughs) you are pigs that was on Friday the 20th of October. Yeah, You hear that, Ivo? This is the response yes. to you. We're now responding to you live. Two and a half months later. Geek. You fucking... Geek pigs. Person who's like never been anything but nice to me. Music <laughs> swines. Two lovely people who are the only Rolling people in my life who in love Los Capacinos. Eating truffles. Huh? Yeah. That's Guess you. what? We just made fucking gig sausages and fried them up and then <laughs> threw them in the gutter because you don't even deserve to be ate as part of a healthy meal, you scamps. That, Brian Donaldson calls us scamps. Yeah. That's the fucking scampiest material I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Dicks. <laughs> fucking gig dicks. Gig dicks. That's what I say. <laughs> you hear this? And if any, can I just say, 
If there is anyone out there who listens to both Enjoy an Album and Gig Pigs, I want you to stop listening to us right now. You've made and your, them you've and ma- go to the Ed Sheeran <laughs> Sleaford Mods news <laughs> shop and join the pile. <laughs> nah, just... They're nice guys. They're nice guys, yeah. They've never been anything but lovely to me. Yeah, yeah. But Ivo let me do his DJ battle and you could have been part of that but you wanted to go home instead. Yeah, I wanted to go home. And I took an end to bone ruin the whole thing. Um, I'm just saying... Don't, it was a good night. Don't dingy us if you don't want to be called out publicly. They never dingy me. It's my measure to the world. We were t- <laughs> there was a guest who was on their podcast who made fun of them for uh, for for being uh, enjoying album off. and enjoying album too, and they cut it out. They we cut would. Out. Can I just say this? We don't cut anything out. <laughs> Is that because we mm, don't care that much about the product? No, it's because we don't have the time. Everything stays. If, so- <laughs> if something actually gets cut out of the episode, it's because it's really bad. Yeah, really bad. We don't protect our own image though. Mm, sometimes I hope what? some of that suicide stuff gets cut out but I doubt it will no 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 no, yeah. no. You, you asked something to be cut out recently because it offended someone that you like I thought it would offend someone that I like and that's it okay but we're not <laughs> keeping this in so what does that tell you about how we feel about gig pigs gig pigs eat dicks <laughs> well it's been a great year at enjoying album thank you so much for listening to the uh, top 10 of Liam with Neil and the top 10 of Chris MacArthur Boy that's been enjoying album of the year yeah should we announce uh, next year's plan uh, in March in March when we are doing our live show we are having our first this has been something we've been planning for a year themed months events in the enjoying album universe collecting your infinity stones and your horcruxes yes so March is gonna be Johnny March we're gonna spend the entire month chatting about not only uh, Johnny Marr, but also his offshoots. It's going to be the collective glue that holds together all of uh, March's uh, We uh, are building up to Johnny Marr. choices. And are we also doing Radiohead? We don't know if we're doing Radiohead. We'll see what the response is like <laughs> to Johnny March. But uh, we're, really, yeah. we're really excited about that. And it's going to culminate at the live show. So it's going to be fucking sick. Um, are you going to go see the Smile when they play the SEC Armadillo? Uh, probably not. So, um, thank you so much for listening to us throughout the year. Um, we hope you've uh, in- enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed doing it. Uh, we wish you a very happy 2024. Um, let us know what you think of our lists. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Actually, I don't care. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to say, making this podcast with the whole damn crew, Monkey mm. Barrel Comedy, uh, Chris Thorburn saw Eddie Ting the other night with yes. we, we met in Old school. In Only side. real heads know. Only real heads know. Um, we've had a great. It's been a lovely year. Yes, um, uh, and, and we love you guys. Uh, so, uh, and just because I'm starting a new podcast, this is still my podcast. Not, I'm, I can't wait for the podcast. He's pod- upset mm. that I'm starting another podcast, yeah. but mm. very like um, other podcasts where one person started a new podcast and it seems like this fracture of the relationship. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't matter. We're gonna have a good time anyway. This isn't the end of an era, it's the beginning of a new century. Yeah, no, it isn't. Peace and love in the new millennium.